You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. Uh, my name is Rusty. This is episode number 118, Andy. Is that right? I think so. Yeah, yeah I think you're, just, keep, you're keeping tabs on these things. Yeah, it's gone off the top of my head there. That's <laughs> okay. it. You listened to it on the way up here, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> I thought so. Well, joining me uh, tonight, uh, it seemed to be a fairly regular crew, uh, Andy, of course. Uh, how's your week been, mate? Two weeks been? Yeah, yeah, no, pretty good. Um, work's keeping me busy. Yeah. I uh, just made a few recent purchases, but well, I'm sure we'll, we'll... get into those. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. we'll touch onto them. Good. And Bronte, next in line, in the high-vis. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Coming straight from work, hence the, the high-vis yep. vest. Good. That's all right. And uh, Dutchie, over there. How are you going? Good. Um, we missed you last time. You did. Yeah. No impact. No. What are they saying? No, they just don't say anything. <laughs> Science. <laughs> now, I was oh. actually paying attention during that intro, and mm. it says we discuss all aspects of precision shooting. That's a big call. Did you guys have any contract negotiations that you had to know all aspects? No, no, did, uh, did not. Got, let's clarify. Did not say that we know all aspects. It just says we discuss them. Yeah, oh, not yeah. not with knowledge. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like most things, we just <laughs> talk without knowing what we're talking yeah. about. Well, that, I should have paid more attention, but you know, <laughs> it said all aspects. I'm like, oh Christ! I'm going to start. Uh, better start to, reading. Better start reading something. <laughs> That's yeah. right as well, because the internet's full of useless information. Yeah, not wrong. Like there. just today, I read that brass used for shooting is uh, got. <laughs> now he's trying to cough it's still my fact. <laughs> <laughs> but he's forgotten it even better. It's it's seventy percent copper and thirty percent tears. Zinc. Oh zinc, yeah. Close. Yeah, cartridge <laughs> brass anyway. <laughs> and typically less than 0.7 percent lead. Okay. See? <laughs> <laughs> All aspects. I, I stand in my place. <laughs> That's including right. metallurgy. <laughs> Why not? So, um anyone done any shooting in the last couple of weeks? Oh, we got some blank looks around the Actually, room. I did do some load development, but it was only at 100 metres. So, I, well, that still counts. Yeah, that's the By precision definition. Shooting. Yeah, shooting. Technically, it is <laughs> all aspects. How did it go for you? <laughs> what were you testing? Uh, I was working up some competition loads and hunting loads for my 65 Super LR, mm-hmm. and trying to get a hunting load to work in my 243. But I think the barrel's done. Is that that same 243 that you've been running for like forever? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it would have well over uh, two and a half, three thousand rounds okay. through that barrel. Two, four, three, eighty-seven V Max is at just under thirty-two, so it's it's going to say pretty warm. Yeah, not ridiculous, but yeah, not hanging around either. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's probably it was still about points eight ish, which is okay. okay, but not what that gun used to do. Yeah, righto. Okay. Good. All right. And, and how did things? What'd you end up deciding for your Super LR? Uh, still up in the up in the air. No, nah, it's my hunting load's pretty squared away, and that's okay. about point four with a one forty three EODXs. Oh yeah, nice. So they're a bloody good projectile. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my, I was working up a new load for um, because I swapped over to three hundred eight Lapua Palmer brass. Oh yeah. And using that to form my six five Super LRs. Um, so I've worked up a load that's just under sort of 0.4, 0.3-ish. Um, That'll do the trick. Which is, yeah, just about just a touch over 2,800 feet per second. So it's 
not too yeah. bad. And for anyone who's not familiar, what is Palmer Brass? What makes it different? Uh, pretty much from what I can gather is small rifle primer versus a large rifle primer. It's essentially a standard 308 case, but just with a small rifle primer. And what percentage of lead does it have? Uh, depends on your calibre. <laughs> <Good. laughs> yeah. Well, you said 308, 308 Palmer Brass, so yeah, I, was, I was wondering. Yeah, anyway, It's got more blood and sweat and tears in it, though. He's going to neck turn the damn things. A whole lot of tears, actually. Well, uh, I mean, we came off the back last episode of just a whole stack of competitions, and uh, uh, there's been pretty quiet. But I think one thing that has happened in the last two weeks uh, is the Eagle Park Precision Rifle Club, which I may have the name wrong on, uh, kicked off. Kicked off their first shoot, which I didn't manage to get over for. But that apparently went very well. They had a good turnout, I think, near on 20 people. So That's a good result. It's a great result. So if you are in Melbourne... Little River, anywhere, Geelong, any, anywhere within a couple of hours of get, being out of debt to uh, a Little River. Um, one thing that often gets confused is the location of the range is Little River. The range is called SSAA Eagle Park. People seem to like look up Little River Rifle Range or something and then can't find it. So that's uh, there's some clarification for you. And everyone else in the rest of the world, it's like... Don't care. And who cares? Don't care. No, anyway, all aspects, on. we said. <laughs> <laughs> Including the naming That's of ranges. That's what the intro said. <laughs> That's exactly right. If your range is called something different, then it's uh, let us know. how it's situated. Then yeah. you've you got to know that. Let, let us know. Let us know. We'll get we'll get the information out there and bring everyone up to speed on why your range isn't called what it should be or something. Perfect. I saw on Facebook that some people have started to get the LA-105s from Lithgow. Yeah? Mm. You guys seen that? Yes, they look to be a pretty nice little machine. Mm, absolutely, in the KRG X-rays. Mm. Haven't no one's got hands on played with them. Negatory. No. Very keen to try one out though. Yeah, yeah. I think they will be very good. There's been some big smiles, some very happy people uh, looking yep, at it. Yep. It's been a long time coming. I think they were. I played with one year and a half ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, briefly. Yeah. Not. I didn't get to shoot it. Yep, that would have yep. been really nice. But anyway, and I think they're about to come out then. And then, of course, you know, Lithgow had their recall dramas and. Mm. Uh, but the machines are freed up and they're back on making them. So hopefully we'll see them pretty consistently again. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Would, would that tempt you at all, Bronte? Something like that as a your replacement for your 243? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like my 243. Yeah. Um, it could be a good spare. Because I do have a, have a little breaking gun, so I like, I like the way. So yes, I'm tempted by it, but not necessarily as a replacement, but more as an addition to the family. One time when we've got more more time, we have to go through all the guns you've broken or all the all the breaks you've had at matches. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have enough time. It <laughs> might be like a four part series. Yeah, yeah. This match was great, then I broke it, and then it broke. Would have won this match, but my gun broke. Yeah, twice. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Is there a uh, common recurrence of why your user firearms are breaking? <laughs> Um, oh, touch wood, I've actually been pretty good lately. I haven't broken much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I identified the fault that was causing the vast majority of my previous issues. And then I've just had really bad luck okay. with like, you know, scopes that apparently don't break, having floaty bits inside them and all sorts of stuff like that. Yep. So, which, you know, stocks that don't quite line up properly. Oh, yeah, that was a problem. Yeah, that was a while yeah. and well, then brass problems as well, if I go back far enough. <laughs> and uh, All aspects, Dutchie, all aspects. Yeah. All aspects of <laughs> what not to like do. operator error to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm seeing the comment. How do you have that many things go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> and still blame all your stuff? Maybe ask Scotty Patel. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Oh, well, that's right. I'm no orphan <laughs> in the family of breaking things. Yeah. 
That's the same same reason why all of my electrical jobs turn out shit because my tools are crap. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, um, you brought uh, to our attention a new bipod type setup. I actually don't mean that in the way they came across. Actually, I just anyway, you, you started talking. This yep. is black label. Um, Except they can't spell. Yeah, not a fan of vowels. Uh, no, no. And some consonants as They well. cost extra in the Wheel of Fortune. Uh, must be why. Yeah, That's good. It. So these guys are, I'm guessing, out of the US. Andy, do you know much yep. about this? Give us a rundown on it. No, pretty much. Um, I only just saw the video on YouTube and that's about all I saw. Um, but they've brought out a new uh, like four-end um, for AR-style platforms as well as a couple of different bolt-action rifles. Um, it's pretty much got a uh, like a bipod um, integrated into the four-end. Uh, so when it's folded up, it's pretty streamlined, it's smooth, it's not going to catch on anything. Um, but they've still worked out a way where you'll get your pan and your and your uh, cant and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I all thought right. it was just a, a neat sort of system, but... I have, I have a problem with it. I have yeah. a problem with it. Well, it's pricey to start well, with. <laughs> it didn't even get that far, mate. didn't even get... On the first, on their website, first thing that comes up, it says Game Changer. Oh, Yeah. And that is before. like the o the most overused terminology in the firearms industry at the moment. The, I mean the 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 Tigger T one T one no T three, uh, the Tigger Tack A one is what I'm trying to say was counted as the game changer. It's a ticker in a chassis. It's a nice ticker in a chassis, but it it's nice. But didn't it's change like anything. Uh, the only th- uh, the uh, new Sierras, the hunting tipped. Hunting Game Kings go by the name of Game Changer. Mm. They, they just are tipped. See, the only one that I think actually <laughs> called themselves Game Changer that legitimately should have is the Game Changer. Yeah, bag. the Reza bag. Because yeah. that was yeah. was very different. That was that, unique. And that then that changed, changed how you shot PRS. Yeah. It was sensational. Legit. Mm. And I reckon that was before all of these things. And then uh, anyway, so they've lost They've lost me. I'm out. I've, I think you've misinterpreted that entire pitch. Game okay. changer, yeah. There's something in the background. Bang. Next slide. Yep. Look at that hat. Game <laughs> ch- that is a dashing hat. Yeah, nah. but okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. But where's it gone now? It's not even on the next. The game's changed, Rusty. Keep up. It just keeps changing. See, the only problem Cold I head, have with this. No more game changer. I got a hat. <laughs> yeah, but this isn't. <laughs> this has been done before. There was a hat. A hat? Yeah, no, they've been no, around no, for the, a while. Uh, the fold down bipod out of the stock. Yeah. Um, Style. Style, that's the one yep. I was looking for. Yep. Yeah, they've been there, this, done that. Okay, I'll give them their credit. This looks far better than that. Oh, yeah, that was pretty yeah, rubbish, the other they one. They were pretty rubbish. Um, yep. I still do have my concerns. I'd be interested to see what the rigidity of this would be because there's a good, from the photos, obviously, we don't have one to, in front of us to play with, but, but from the photos, it looks like there's a fair chunk of material missing at the bottom of that, um, which potentially introduced a bit of um, torsion and... A few other bits and pieces going wrong, mm, um, but, it but depends, I guess it depends what they've done to reinforce it. Yeah, uh, as I said, we're working yeah. off the what's on the. So what, what you're so. saying is, despite the fact I've just I've said I'm out, um, they should send us one to uh, talk about on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I can't afford to buy one. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh no, uh, it's got to be it's got to be free. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll put it on my tack and. I like, and how, run it. I like how you're yeah. in you're in about four episodes, Andy, and now yeah. you're just demanding product. No, that's it. <laughs> I'll Cash promote it if it's good. If it's good, I'll promote it. <laughs> and if it's not, I'll just keep it and put it on my. Account. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It off Returns of guns. <laughs> eBay. Um, yeah, about five hundred dollars US, somewhere mm. around there. Yeah, so not cheap, but um, 
it's an look. It, it's an interesting setup. I think you know. I guess their market is really the hunting side of things, being able to go and and not have it catch on stuff and and be able to deploy it quickly, but have it completely out of the way. Otherwise, you don't. I mean, you don't. Well, in this country, you don't see too many guns in chassis like that go go as a traditional lighter packing hunting gun. Mm. Don't not saying no. it doesn't happen, yeah. but in in that regard, um, where you would probably want it the most is probably where you find those guns least. I do find the swivel, um, and can options pretty good. Mm. With that, it looks like a you know that's a great thing to have as part of it because obviously that was one of the limitations of the, the style was it was pretty much from what I remember it was just fold down just and just rigid. What you got is what you got, and yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that, style had nothing. Did they extend those legs on the no. style? No, I don't think so. I think they were just. And every time you pulled them out, they felt like they were about to snap. And then they they'd lock in, and yeah, then you right. push them back, and they felt like they're about to break as well. Yeah, every single time they didn't. Well, at least I didn't. I didn't break one. Um, you just weren't trying hard enough. Yeah, hence why we True. need to get one of these to really drive out. <laughs> um, so black says so the guy yeah. with the tacky one. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Hey, the other thing, product wise, uh, product related, is the um, a pretty. Bit of a classic now. The Viper PST Gen Two, uh, the five to twenty fives. Um, everyone knows about. Well, many people know about them. The good option. Uh, the reason they're up is their scoped out product this week. That is on special. Uh, normally eighteen forty is sixteen sixty. Sharp price, um, which is pretty good and so good that bloke over there, Andy, bought one yep. <laughs> today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so couldn't even wait to come tonight and and chat about it and uh, just just jumped on straight in. So um, if they're still available, um, they will be there should be through to the end of the month unless they go earlier um great sort of scope to uh, get started you started with a pst years ago didn't you yeah, that yeah, wasn't a gen ago. 2 though no i wish it was though yeah. uh, gen 2 is definitely a um good improvement and they're a, a pretty bloody solid scope from what i've seen i've had the opportunity to play with one a little oh, bit yeah. it was, yeah, yeah, cool. it was, i was very impressed mm. uh good i'm feeling pretty uh flat at the moment about making videos uh, I've, I've been putting some videos out from the last comp that we did and, you know, you spend you know, hours and hours and you put this two-minute video together and you put it up and it shows the sport and shows what a stage... I've been, like, particularly, like, focusing on, like, individual stages. So the beginning of the video has a bit of a stage brief so people can get a really good indication of what, what's about to happen and then sort of four or five people running through a stage and, and just shots of that of the stage progressing. And during one of these edits, and, and you know, spend hours doing this sort of gear and put it up there, and it, you know you get lots of comments on it, and people like it, and they go, "Oh yeah, I'll get I'll get stuck into the, you know, that looks like good fun. We should go try that." And you get people rocking up to the club. You know, I'm, I, I love doing it; it's great. And then you see one little thing in a video, like, "Oh, I, I should just I should just like capture that little ten second bit and just make it into a silly little video." So I uh, I did that, and. I did. Uh, there was a bit in uh, in the more recent video that uh, Borny um, from Kestrel uh, caught a piece of brass that came out. All right, yeah, we've all done that. It's pretty uh, pretty par for the course, you know. He, and and he did it without looking. He did it in good style. And uh, I just thought, oh yeah, done. Nice, nice work, Borny. Bit of bit of a gangster. So I thought, oh you know, you know that gangster meme. You boys know that gangster meme where you know someone does something, it comes up with the sunnies and the the bag in their mouth and then the, does the uh, the gangster music. Yeah, well, I did that. You know, for those who are not familiar, it's uh, this one here. Snoop Dogg. 
Anyway, that's uh, yeah. so it goes with that. So yeah. thanks for the intro there. Are you welcome, the man? Music. Yep. That's right. And welcome, you, Andy. Woo. <laughs> okay, good. Anyway, and so, uh, so I made I made the video. I made the little Thug Life video, the usual template that you do with that. And I, I, I didn't actually do anything with it. Uh, I, I sent it to one or two mates, um, and they, they had a giggle. It's cool. And then I sent it. Uh, Borny hit me up about something. And I sent it to him. Said, "What do you reckon of this?" And he, he said he pissed himself laughing. And I'm like, oh, better. He was about to share it. I'm like, oh, I'd better put it up as well. Then if he's happy for it to go out there, I'm yeah, cool. So I put it up, and uh, it has been the most successful video I've ever made. Um, mm. And it's gone to like 22-something thousand people or something on those lines in, in terms of just in like three days or two days or something. And uh, so I'm I'm giving up as editing any videos ever that are longer <laughs> than 10 seconds. That's it. it. Peaked. Yeah. Short, well, short, sweet. Yeah, it's stupid, rubbish, easy to edit, quick. I don't know why I bother with anything else. So from now on, they're the videos to expect from Intact Dynamics. 10-second tank memes. Nice. nice. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> are they all going to be thug life? Yes. I hope so. Oh, thug yeah. Life series. Yeah, anyway, so that's the plan. Yep. It's planned. So And then a fail compilation. <laughs> <Let's do that. laughs> of everyone trying to like drop in the brass. Yeah. yeah. Good. Is that a gun fail compilation? Because Bronte could star. <laughs> yeah, but you couldn't afford the rights. <laughs> <laughs> Fair call. Fair call. So anyway, that's my that's my disappointment uh, at the moment. I mean, I'm stoked that people have seeing it and, and it's been shared in countries i don't even know how to pronounce like it's uh right it's uh yeah speaking of internet memes are you guys familiar with the yeet cannon no no but i feel like i want to be <laughs> <laughs> okay so um you know it's you guys are smart enough and, and internet savvy enough um to know that you never ask the internet to name something all right don't you Bodie mcboatface yeah, no. Yeah, okay. You're not familiar with that? No. Okay, so years ago, some, some organisation put out a thing to get that, a boat that's name. people naming it, not the internet. Okay, good. Well, good. Sorry, just it. to clarify. Yep, people no, people should picked clarify. that stupid name. They did. They did. People did. <laughs> and so what I should say is when you utilise the internet as a uh, medium to get the uh, global uh, conscience of... Anyway, whatever I'm saying. People came up with a stupid name on the internet. That's what happens when you ask, when you expose it out to the internet and they come up with something. So, high score uh, pistols. High score, high power, high power. High point. High point. That's one. Don't even know their name. <laughs> Let's leave it like that. They uh, put out the options there for people to name their next pistol. It's called Name the Nine and uh, they got a lot of entries. The number one entry was Yeet Cannon 9. Yeet Cannon. So for those who aren't familiar with the Yeet, Yeet meme. So the Yeet meme was a uh, kid dancing on, a, on an oval, so it looked like it. And then they can, you know, Photoshop or... Use After Effects, put in uh, guns and bits and pieces, and he's shooting all sorts of stuff. And uh, anyway, so out of that uh, came the Yeet Cannon, and of course that became the number one name for the, uh, the high high point. High point. Oh. High point. Yeah. Isn't I'm obviously not particularly familiar with that brand, but isn't that one one of the more um, 
cost-effective brands. That <laughs> That's a really polite <laughs> way of putting it. Uh, You've done. Everyone kind of goes, <laughs> well, you know, it's only like 40 bucks, so why not? 40 bucks is 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a different story, mate. Uh, oh, yeah, so high that, point. That one's for Patreon viewers. <laughs> <laughs> high point. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that, that, that became number one. And then they invented this round two. Oh, yeah, it's gone through phase one. Here's like the top four names, the top five names or whatever. And we're going to take it to phase two. Now vote on these ones here. And then they removed Yeet Cannon. Oh, you don't say. Yeah, they removed Yeet Cannon as one of the names, which was going to come down to YC-9, right? Because they, 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 I think there was... Ones like I like shooting and student of the gun and all these other too, far too logical and lame names. And, uh, yeah, so it wasn't even going to be called Heat Cannon Surely publicity. like Pew Pew 9 or something would have been better. <laughs> I mean, things like that, sure. But Heat Cannon and, and anyway, so it's just that they've done a, a very, very poor job of uh, dealing with that. And, uh, you know, they could have... Uh, that's what happens when you ask the internet, the people on the internet, Dutchy, to uh, to name something for you. That's what that's what goes down. And then hey, you guys follow H and K on Facebook. Oh, they're hilarious. Yeah. So H and K set up uh, yeetcanondifferentspelling dot com, which then diverted through to H and K. Yeah, they they are good. <coughs> they are good. Yeah. They, um, they say the thing that you wish you could say in the real world, and but yeah. I, I met the uh, the social media girl when I was in uh, I was in uh, Vegas at shop. I uh, I shook her hand. Let's just say that it was congratulations of the, the best the best uh, firearms related Facebook page oh, there is. Without question. Yep. Yep. I'm sorry, ARS. You're pretty close, but HK oh, yeah, just HK just smash it. Smash it daily because they just the absolutely shred people. Oh, it's hilarious! <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's brilliant. Anyway, so if you don't follow them and you are on Facebook, uh, hit them up, H and K. Uh, but while you're on, if you're on Facebook, follow us because I don't think we get many of our listeners. Oh, well, we get a few, but not heaps of them following us on Facebook. So if you are there, uh, do that, and we will uh, start pumping some content out, something along those lines. Andy, you uh, you've got a challenge. You've I'm on a, Facebook. You question. You're Just on Facebook up, now. Looking up the H&K thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Straight onto it. Straight onto it. Any other? Um, where's your stock updated with uh, Dutchie? Have you got any latest uh, no, on that? No, no progress. <laughs> no progress. No. no, you've been busy with the uh, study and very busy. All that sort of gear. Yes. Which is why we missed you last time. But uh, it is. It's uh, we got to get you. Got to get you out for a shoot sometime soon. Yeah, I'm, <clears> I'm aware of that. <laughs> like the, the host who hasn't been shooting. No, just in general. Just in general. We used to host that haven't been shooting. Don't worry. We've all mm. done a bit of that. Um, but we've got to get you up to the club. That'd be good fun. I did go up to the club for the... Um, you did. That's right. Yeah. What was your take Kestrel, on it? The Kestrel Monado meltdown? That's it, yeah. Because you wouldn't have seen a, a comp like that since back in the PRI days. No, I haven't. It's yeah. Yes. changed a lot. Mm. It's, it's um, Yeah, I'm keen to get up there. Mm. Definitely keen to get up there. Yeah, nice, very good. Andy, uh, you you yep. done on Facebook now? Oh, just letting the master look it up for me. <laughs> Still learning Facebook, are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm not up with the technology not with the, of the today's world. The yeats, yeah, yep. the yeats of this world. Anyway, now you had a brass conundrum. Yeah, take us down that rabbit hole, mate. Um, yeah, so I've probably all up got about. 300 pieces of brass. Um, half of them are loaded at the moment. 
mm-hmm. and half of them are uh, probably three, maybe four firings in, uh, and not a new. Um, the unloaded ones, I've got about 180 of them, and for the up-and-coming match, I needed 200 rounds minimum. Yep. Um, so I had a couple of options. Oh, and on a side note, I had 300 pieces of new virgin brass. Okay, so you got 300 that has been used, and you said about 150 are loaded. Yep. And some aren't. Yep. Yep. So my two options were I shoot off maybe 100 of my uh, loaded ones. Yep. Uh, rush to get them all annealed, sized, and loaded up, ready to go before the match. Okay. Um, or I just do the brass prep and load up my virgin brass. Can, can I ask what probably is an obvious question at the moment? Why don't you just load the unloaded ones and you have all the loaded ones that have been shot? <coughs> did, did I just stump you? Um, is, is there a reason? Like, is there a reason you try not to do that, or is that no, probably just because I'm getting getting aware they, that they haven't been annealed for three or four firings now? And have I've, any of them cracked? No, but I've noticed that when I'm seeding projectiles in, it's getting harder and harder, and I'm leaving decent rings around the projectiles. Oh, okay. Mm, and okay. and so the the ones that are loaded now, they're okay. They're okay. But the yep. ones that, like, if you went through. So this is, like, so you've gone through sort of nearly half your brass and that's been the same yep. the same load batch yeah, it's been as through the, the current whole, ones. Yeah, so they've, they've all been, like, loaded and batched all the same. So Okay. Um, so those, so half of them would be on their fourth firing and half would be on their third. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, okay. All right, that's, that's a little yeah. more clarity yeah. around. <laughs> oh, I've got all these, this brass that isn't loaded and this one's is. Why don't I just, anyway. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm with you. Now I'm with you. So the the question really is: Do you do you run sort of a, a mixed setup of, or you you thinking? Do you well, you got three options there, don't you? You could reload the ones that you've got currently and run some on their third and run some on their fourth. Yep. Um, or you could shoot off the ones on their third and then put it, pack them back in and try and get it all done by the time you mm. head over to Little River in a couple of weeks. Or do you load up the Virgin Brass and just go for it? Yeah. So I think I've gone with the the Virgin Brass. Um, okay. I, because I know I thought we were solving it tonight. Way to ruin the th- the, uh, the theatre aspect. Like of not even open to options. Like yeah. an option over here, no one's throwing to me. Nah. Why, why don't you just buy twenty of federal premiums for jazzled rounds? <laughs> that brings your count up to two hundred. Bang, done. Sure, and that's an that's an option. That yeah. is an option. Why is no one considering that? Um, just buy twenty factory rounds. There's a couple of reasons. Um, Precision shooting podcast. Yeah, but we all know. It's <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? All is we all it. know that you'll miss some. So just the ones you know you're going to yeah. miss. Just yeah. shoot yeah. those ones at the end when you're tired. And like, oh, you must <laughs> be tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's your vajazzled, vajazzled uh, round. I just really yeah. wanted to get the vajazzled round. In there, like, <laughs> That's the only honest. purpose. Yeah, no. sole, sole purpose. <laughs> carry on, carry on. Yeah. Ronnie, you were shaking your head a little bit. You have some thoughts on the uh, on the equation. What would you do in this situation? Mm. To be honest. Well, one more thing we should clarify. You do have a day to shoot between now and then, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So you've got you've got one day coming up in this weekend and then yep. then the Friday practice as yep. well. And just one other thing. So when I first did all my load development, that would have been um, mainly predominantly done on Virgin Brass when I did load development to start with. Are they all the same brand? Yes. Yep. yep. All, all 600 brand. are the same brand? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Bronte. Well, if you've got a day to shoot, it's a really easy answer. Yeah. You load up a test batch of your virgin brass, see mm-hmm. how consistent it is. If it's good, eh, off mm. you go. You've got 300 virgin mm. brass, yeah? Yeah. So you 
load up 50 of those, it all worked. You still have 250 cases left. You only need 200 for the match, so you're happy days. Yeah. Yep. And, and if it all turns to shit, then you go back to your ones that are already fired. Yep, fair enough. And uh, Dutchie may have time between now and then to vajazzle some for you. So we're expecting hand for jazzling. <laughs> yeah, there's how no other way. Yeah, that's, how well, else would you, you know, do a machine? It? You need the personal touch, though. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd want it. A machine, <laughs> machine <laughs> for jazzled. Ouch! <laughs> that's oh, what I was thinking. That's that's like a spot welder in an automotive <laughs> bloody assembly line. All right, so so w- w- when are the complicated problems coming? Yeah, <laughs> that was just so ba- we, we delve basic addition, was yeah. <laughs> Just so lo- what, um, why don't you just load up 300 rounds of your yeah. new brass? Yeah, that so that's the other option. That's what I'm currently doing. So but the, the concern is that it and may they, be No, shooting. just fire them all before you go there just to make sure they all work. <laughs> <laughs> and then you need more projectiles. And you'd be like, oh, damn, I can't get enough projectiles in yeah. time. Which ones? 140? Just threes. 140, yeah, we can do that. Just yeah. buy a yeet cannon. No one's going to expect <laughs> you to hit anything anyway. <laughs> I was... Significant. I was really seriously thinking about adjusting the PRS rules to have a Yeet Cannon written in there somewhere. No? Yeah, okay. but you list just of, know that list of prohibited firearms. We all know the particular gunsmith that's going to do something <laughs> along those lines. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, this is true. This is true. Well, we'll see. Problem is he might not be able to read, so we might get away with it. Uh, he's got friends <laughs> <laughs> And he's got people that would feed him information To encourage him to go down certain paths He may also listen to the podcast <laughs> This is a downside as well so Yeah okay so that's the plan Andy you reckon? Yep, you yep. take Brontes and, and load up 10 or 20 of your Well I'm already 200 in so <laughs> <laughs> right. So I will. I will. Obviously, they've got to be loaded at some point and shot at some point. Anyway, this is hundred percent true. So What's brass good for if it's not getting loaded? Um, Bronte. <laughs> <laughs> Making sculptures. Yeah, you can make wind chimes and that out of it. Yeah. yeah okay. Oh, cool. Like absolutely. Is this still? Is this still uh, like all all, all aspects. aspects? All aspects. All lucky. Yeah, the winter cow rounds that get made into the beer tap oh. handles. They're pretty cool. Something else I've seen. Um, saw something else where they cut the. Bottom of the piece of brass off, like the bit with the primer and what's that called? The head, mm. yep. And they make earphones, earbuds out of it. Like with oh, yeah, I've seen that. That look cool. It's often done with nine mil cases. They put the, yeah, yeah, the base of the case on the uh, the headphones. We maybe we, maybe lost opportunity. We should have had like some big 20 mil sort of uh, options on our on our earmuffs, <laughs> no nice. headphones, whatever they're called. Yeah, that would so be good. Yeah, back to it. Okay. I got I'm gonna have 300 rounds of new virgin brass loaded. I'll try a few, see how they go. Um, that all turns to crap. Then I've got my old brass I can use, but I, you know, if they're grouping within half MOA and yep. the standard deviations about or below ten, I'd be happy enough with that. Brondy, would you, um, in your experience, like in going into a match, if you had, you wouldn't mix your virgin brass with your three or four times fired, um, and and use like a a combination of the two in a match. Ah, uh, no. Don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to um, avoid that as well. Yeah, yeah. no, I yeah. would not do that because yep. it all comes down to consistency. Mm. Um, if there is a couple occasions that I would consider doing that, but I'd want to do some testing beforehand. I'd want to test and verify that my velocity is the same Yep, and also my point of impact is the same. Sure. Mm. Or if they're not, and if I was forced down that path, I'd want to at least record that so that I can make the adjustment and I'd want to keep pretty good track of mm. what one's what. Would you go to the point of, of, you know, if you're either of you guys or any of you guys, if you're going to shoot a particular stage, you would actually make a decision based on the stage requirement. So if you're going to shoot like a, a, a standing t- t- 
a target or a, a target with like a, a mm. stage without a lot of support, for example, where you got pretty big targets. You're talking maybe three, four MOA targets. You're not missing because your ammo's off by half mil or half MOA. See, I've been tempted to jump down that rabbit hole Ooh, in okay. a slightly different fashion in the past. Yeah. Of having two different loads made up. And this was back in the days when we were yeah. shooting longer yes. ranges. And the idea was this concept, yep. you'd have one, your big heavy projectile that's not going to be affected by the wind, buck the wind, all that sort of stuff better for your extended distances. Yes. And for something where you're shooting like two or 300 metres, yep. you want something that's a nice light projectile that's basically smack on your velocity limit. Going to get there as quick as it possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever put that into practice? No. Okay. I, you, I'm sure you're familiar that someone has attempted that in a match. That I'm sure they stuffed at their data and had a bad day. They 100% did. Yep. Yeah, they got their data around the wrong way and they got all this sort of gear. So, I mean, the, the, the concept, as you've just mm. explained it, is sound. Um, it's the application that becomes troublesome. Because mm. I mean, you think about a PRS match. Say you had a stage that was a target at 200 metres and you had to rattle off 10 rounds in 30 seconds or something along those lines. Yep. In the case of a 6.5, if you drop that down to like a 95-gram projectile, your recoil disappears. Yep. You'd be in a position you'd have to rattle them off a lot quicker mm -hmm. than you would if you had the recoil from a 140-odd-gram projectile. Yep. Yeah, but obviously you want to make sure you're mm. on top of your data. Yeah, that's right. And if they all day. end up being hornadies and have the little red, little tip red tips the on them, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could be struggling. Yeah, because I know that there was a guy who did that uh, years ago at a comp, and, and the, I think the biggest problem that he faced was he was not only did he try and do a, a complicated scenario where he used two different types of ammo, it was his first comp as well. And anyone who shot their first comp knows the best thing to do is just to shoot your first comp and kiss, not do anything. Kiss principle. That. Kiss yeah. principle. Keep it simple. Stupid. Kiss the match director. As, anyway, um, it's <laughs> absolutely just shoot your first comp because uh, you go and just shoot it and just mm. learn and talk and, and enjoy and, and kick back and doesn't matter what happens. Mm. Don't try and complicate it because you'll find a whole set of things that you challenges you run into that you thought that you could shoot well um, and you probably can. Until you hit a comp. <laughs> and then, then and there's this horrible person with a thing that goes beep. Yeah. <laughs> that old thing. So, I mean, Andy, you... you Damn sensors. Yeah. <laughs> Never get to say anything these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you can on Patreon. It's all uncensored on Patreon. You can yeah, say Yeah, no like. one saying I, uh, I really should set that up as a button on here that we can... Uh, just as he's talking, just, just press it. Everything. <laughs> a question to try to spoil your confidence ahead of the... Oh, here we go. This Thanks, is a, mate. Let's all trash Andy. So, with your <laughs> load development, are you still using the same batch of powder that you did your load development on? And are you adjusting your load development based on different batches of powder that you get and different batches of primers as well? No, this is why we've got a day to shoot before the match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but are you taking your whole reloading kit back with you? Nah, no, he's so. now. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I um, haven't even looked at the batch number. I just bought a four kilo thing of powder, and I thought, all right, fresh powder, virgin brass. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, you, you're mm. starting fresh. Yeah. So you're, I mean, chances are your ammo is going to be good enough. Yeah, um, for what you're doing to participate. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You, you, I mean, wooden spoons are worth you know good money these that's days. Yeah. yeah, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. 
I'm not that fast. Like if I'm going to miss, it's going to be me. I'm, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I think, I think, you know, there's certainly, there, there's a level that you, you see where guys are shooting and, and they need that. And there, there's, you know, you can count the different stages, the different matches where targets get a bit smaller and, and you do have targets where you go, no, we really do need a, a pretty tight load on this sort of gear. But as an overall picture of a, of a match, that's not a majority of them at a PRS match. I guess you just got to keep it in mind if there's a KYL rack or something like that. Yep. Where you haven't got that. He's spot. eyeing me off for ideas. He's, he's like, maybe if there's a KYL rack. No, he hasn't reacted yet. No. Okay, maybe. Nope. <laughs> don't know how to take that. Yep. <laughs> how many centre balls are there? Uh, well, the centre of all the targets. Yeah, are usually in the middle yeah. of every single one of them. Yeah, all, all of them. Yeah. 100%. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Depends where you're aiming, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those slightly who, off center, nothing. Playing at home, a lot. Uh, playing along at home. Uh, the next match is the uh, Steel Pocalypse at Little River, and uh, Andy's shooting it, and I'm the match director. So I think he's trying to edge out some thoughts. Uh, nah, it's uh, not working. He's <laughs> pretty hard to crumble. <laughs> I even tried buying a scope off him. <laughs> <laughs> Put tips on the receipt. Yeah. <laughs> Good, yeah, good. don't miss. Don't miss. <laughs> Shoot fast and don't miss. <laughs> don't miss. Don't drink too much on Saturday night when we go to the pub. Uh, oh, that sounds like bad advice. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> so there's more left for me. I'd have to shoot the next day. That's fine. Good. Yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry, Bronte. Yeah. You were you were taking him down a line of interrogation that I don't want to stop you from. Oh no, that was it. Just to see whether he <laughs> batched all his components. Yeah. Um, so beyond just brass. Yeah, so I will be obviously keeping track of what it's doing, um, and I will fire off the older ones to see if it's similar, um, or if at least my data from my first lot of load development is still consistent. Yep. Um, and yeah, I mean I've marked all my new virgin brass on the on the head of them mm-hmm. with permanent texture, so I'll be able to keep track of them that way. Cool. All right. Is that enough brass questions? We got any other brass loaded questions? Because I do have another question here. I do have a well, there's a comment we can turn it into. What a else question. is made of brass? Trumb- <laughs> trombones, trumpets, naval brass. Symbols. There's a whole brass section <laughs> in most orchestras. <laughs> there, oh, there, there you is. go. Yeah, they're, they're they're probably one of those things though. They're not made of brass anymore. They're into something else. But who knows? These things these yeah, things change like some that. Some of those people are still pretty old fashioned. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. Uh, so we got a comment on a review on iTunes. Um, every now and then we get an iTunes review, and uh, we uh, I thought it was interesting um, because I ended up with the same question or question related to it uh, tonight, about half an hour before we started the show or before you guys rocked up. I uh, got an email with one of these questions. So the comment was, uh, great show, good on you. Uh, would love to see more factory rifle recommendations for people new to the sport. Then I had a question come through on Facebook tonight asking about rifle recommendations for people new to the sport. Now, we won't delve into this too much tonight because we, you know, we've got a limited amount of time. We've got a little bit of time. And uh, the, the the guy messaging through was asking about the Howard Bravo. Now, there's probably a, a range of things that we would perhaps recommend, but um, we'll kick off with the Howard Bravo. Have you guys used one? Are you familiar with them? Yeah, not last week and the weekend before. I took one and two to three out, which was a uh, yeah, how fifteen hundred in the KRG Bravo. Yep. Um, it was a very, very, very capable rifle. Yep. It, it shot well. We you know just factory ammo because ultimately it's set up as a spotlighting mm-hmm. 
you know, trips away. You don't have to worry about reloading for it. Just brass goes out the window and so be it sort of thing. Perfect, yes. Um, and it was shooting well under uh, MOA and it was, yeah. Yeah, It nice. was a really, really good setup. Yeah. And it's, uh, price-wise, it's very, very competitive. Yeah, I don't remember what their co- cost, but they, they were really good. Yeah. Andy, have you had played with anyone at all? Um, I've only seen them. Um, I have held one, but that's about as far as it's gone. I've heard they're good value for the money. Um, yeah. I guess if you are just wanting to get into the sport, um, obviously, I guess you're entering production class. Um, that will give you more room for a bit more cash on the scope. Um, and then if if the sport's not entirely for you, then at least you've got a nice rifle for your spotlighting and hunting. But um, yeah, Bronte's just yeah. giving you a weird look of. Is, what do you mean it's not? But we know that's not going to happen. No, no, no but sorry, is the Howard Bravo is that actually like something you can buy as a factory combination? It is uh, uh, within yeah. the, the guy that I, circumstances. Okay, because the oh. guy that I who's he bought the you know. How a barreled action and then bought the stock separate. Oh, I wasn't yeah. aware that they were. Yeah, so I, I, I did want to around the twelve hundred thirteen hundred dollar mark. I mean. yeah, I, yeah, I think Plus they uh, freighting costs. I guess so. You know, you might be looking at fourteen hundred or so. Yeah, they sit around thirteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there, thirteen, yeah, yeah. fourteen, fifteen on some extras you might get with it. Um, so yeah, just on on the the clarification about whether or not they fit into uh, into the production division. Um, uh, the the place to check uh, if you want to check. I mean, apart from PRS rules, but the place to check is on the legacy website or the the outdoor supporting agencies will be the local representatives. Yeah, okay. And they list um, they list their factory options and then they list their like um, they list their barrel actions because a lot of how hows are sold as barrel actions. Mm. If you choose a, a Hower barrel action and something from the Hower brand of stock then that, that qualifies. But if you choose a different brand of stock that OSA oh, happened okay. to sell, yep. that doesn't qualify because it yep, yep. could be whoever. However, they do list the Howard Bravo as a product that is okay, factory cool. produced. So th- therefore, it work. where you run into a problem is if you bought the barreled action in something and it was a longer barrel, then it's available as the actual factory oh, yeah. option mm. that wouldn't qualify you. So you can you can you can grab the two parts and put them together, and, and that'll still be a factory gun, as long as if it was if the I don't remember, but if the factory one's threaded, it has to be threaded or or not, um, or, and the barrel has to be the same length. So yep, basically, yep. yeah, it has to be the point. You can't tell the difference. Just following on from that threading as well. If they're threaded, can you fit a muzzle brake to them, or does it have to be from factory? If the if the gun is factory threaded, so if you can buy it threaded from, yeah, from but the you factory, can buy a factory threaded barrel and put an aftermarket muzzle brake correct. and still classify them in production. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. the uh, the the thought behind that is that the gun was intended to have a muzzle brake on it from or from in the factory. real world a suppressor. Yeah, in in other parts of the world. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, uh, how Bravo? Yeah, really good option. Really, uh, in terms of cost effective, really good option. Yeah, I mean, the only cr- criticism that I'd have of it, it was the trigger could do with a little bit of a polish up uh, from the factory. But yeah. show me a factory gun that isn't yeah, that. That's right. Um, and the bolt was surprisingly smooth as well. To be honest, I was pretty impressed by that. If if you have the trigger worked on, would that then take you out of production? It depends what you had done to it, yeah. Yep. So if, so if you, you removed a spring and like lightened the spring, you'd be out. But yeah. if you just had if it you had tuned, factory factory adjustments, then you're okay. But, yeah. but anything, any, what work, about, what yeah, if any they, work on it, yeah, any work on it would take you out. Including if you do it yourself? Yep. Yeah, it doesn't matter who did the work, it's the fact that work got done. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. 
Is that so? So even like polishing the sear and that. Yep. Take, yeah. Okay. Yep. It's all work. Yeah. Shiny, shiny, shiny trigger bits aren't, aren't the best. Um, Tigger Taco One. It's what you run, yes. Andy. Yeah. Yep. That's a real common one. It's probably a little bit in the higher price bracket. We sort of buffered e- each end of it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how's that worked for you? I think yeah, the rifle's great. It's working really well for myself. Um, did limit me on my scope. What I could get on my scope. Yeah. Um, and lately looking through other scopes, um, I can see that it's lacking a bit. Um, but it's, it's not going to stop me. Um, mm. Still, the rifle just shoots really well. It's comfortable. Yeah. Um, still a fair bit of weight in it, so it's yeah. Yeah. No, it's got everything I need. Um, yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, the the Tigger Taco One. There's a few of them kicking around and open as well. Yes, yep. and so guys have you know either started in production and moved across, or mm. they've just yeah you know, they bought one to go into open because it does a job. They've they've done some tweaks and bits and pieces to it, but yeah, still see quite a few in open. No, yeah. they're they're a very very good rifle. Yeah, mm. so that, that would be that would be one of those ones where you're buying the gun to take you longer term. Mm. Yeah. Um, whereas a lot of guys will buy a cheaper gun and buy a scope that's going to take them longer term. Yeah, yeah. so either way you do it, Ruger Precision, of course. Yeah. Um, is you know good was, one in between them probably yeah it was sort of the original in that in that it category was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. The, the chassis guns um so that's real common to see the bagara you guys play with bagaras i've shot a bagara a couple yep. of times and I, that was that was a nicely finished rifle from what i mm. saw of it. it was mm, okay yeah, it was pretty good got a buggy bagara hat on tonight actually the hats are, i really like their hats so <laughs> if their hats are anything like their rifle which i suspect there's no correlation between the two but uh, if they are, um, then they're great. <laughs> yeah, I was tossing up. A the bit hat was though. free as well, so I suspect the rifle is not. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't pay for the rifle. I was just <laughs> borrowing it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, rumour has it you have to pay money for it. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, so I was I was tossing up. Um, well, not tossing up, but I was looking at a Bagara. Um, mm-hmm. as a, obviously, they're, um, you know, they've got a good crossover between the precision rifle and a hunting sort of style. Yeah. Um, but I found that they're still quite weighty, so they, the Tika and the Bagara still weighed roughly the same. Really? Yep. So I figured, That's well, okay. f- for a uh, hunting rifle, like I may as well, yeah. If it's okay. come down to the weight, then I may as well take the, uh, the tacket anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I thought they were mm. quite heavy. Anything else that would would run as a recommendation? Lithgo. Uh, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's not not in the mindset because we haven't had them yeah. around. But now, what's yeah. the? Do we know price on them? I think they sit around twenty six, twenty seven hundred. Okay, so they're they're a That's bit cheaper bad. than a ticker. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure. You'd have to check if they come with the extra mag and the other bits and pieces that a ticker come with. Although a ticker comes with that bipod that's worth throwing in the bin. Um, do you want one? <laughs> no, <laughs> I broke one. Uh, within about. I think about eight minutes of running a barricade with it, and uh, I broke it. So uh, anyway, if you if you buy a ticker, that's great. Um, definitely replace the bipod. Hmm. Highly suggest that. Um, and uh, the, yeah, the Lithgow. So the Lithgow would be a really good option. I think so. I mean, even the other Lithgow. Um, Travi runs a. What's he running a two four three? Isn't he? Yeah, he runs a ticker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the rim fire. You're thinking of. You're thinking of the rim fire. Oh, am I? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He runs a, a Lithgow in the um in the rimfire, which uh, oh, so have a, a Lithgow in the rimfire mm. works well. Um, yeah, but I mean even standard rimfire. Oh, it's a standard rimfire. Standard Lithgow, the one hundred two, no one hundred. 
Yeah, one hundred two. Yeah, um, or the uh, ticker CTRs. Um, yeah, yeah, something like that. Depends if you're buying something or if you've got something. If you've got something, just use that. Yeah. yeah if you're going to buy something, I guess you could Yeah. sort of focus a bit more on specific PRS applicable qualities rather than mm. it's got a 10-round detachable magazine, which is all you really need. <laughs> I did see I did see a guy jump into the um, the Eagle Park uh, Facebook group and, and he did ask, you know, oh, thinking about um, you know buying a new scope or something like that, and, you know, what do you guys suggest? And of course, there was all the suggestions and bits and pieces that we would normally do. We'll, we'll, we'll do another scope episode sometime soon. I think we're probably about due for due for one of that and mill MOA and all those all those questions. Hit <laughs> all of them, uh, but the uh, the the question was, you know, which one do I get? And I think that. The joy of having more and more of these local clubs, particularly if they are closer to you, is I love the guys who hit back with just rock up, man. Just come along and and just just come along and shoot. Mm. Because uh, no doubt, doesn't matter what he bought, there's a real high chance that it would have been not suited to him. Not that it's a bad product, whatever product mm. it was. But it wasn't, you know, he'd get to the his first range day there and go, I really like that. Oh, that would have been really good to get. Mm. And so the chances are is he can go along, use, I think he was using a Myopta, um, which is, you know, not really an idea. It was a 6 to 18. You can sort of dial them a bit, but they're not great for that. But he would have got out. Someone would have probably lent him a gun or he would have hit a few things with his mm. as well. And then he would have been able to play with another 10, 20 scopes and gone, that one, that's the one I want. Mm. Yeah, well yeah. That, that's it. Most of the guys down there will be happy for you to look through the scope and have a feel of the, the rifle and, mm. yes. Yeah, so I think uh, I think if you are trying to eye off what to buy, um, if you've got the opportunity, and not all of us are blessed with that at the moment, um, but there is plenty of things in the works of getting more and more ranges running. Uh, the um, yeah, we've had more good news in the last week or two about some other clubs in other places of Australia. So hopefully we'll see more and more of these clubs pop up as the year go on. Years go on, and. Yeah, get along to one. It's the best place to get your hands on a whole stack of equipment from people who, in most part, don't have any, uh, apart from the fact that they paid money for a product, they don't really have any sort of vested interest in mm. whether you buy that one or not. Of course, everyone you know, has their personal favourites and would like to see you also have their same personal favourites. But mm. with the exception of that, um, yeah, most of the guys are just going to go, hey, you know, see if you like it. Do you, do you find that um, people will stick to one brand, where they, they'll start with one brand of scope and just stick with it. There's, certain, I mean, you see that in in almost in almost everything. You know, yep. there's. I don't know if people stay with one brand forever, but certainly the guys who've had really good experiences with one product mm. will um, generally that'll be their first to go into. I mean, look, it's the same when I was I was looking to buy a car, buy, yep. buy a yeah, car. You know, like we, we had, I'd always grown up around Toyotas. I actually didn't go anywhere else to check anything else. I just bought a Toyota because I just mm. knew they would work. Um, and, you know, so you, you do have these, uh, you're a bit partial to one particular brand. Uh, it doesn't mean you, you won't try something else, but, yeah. yeah, it's got to win you over to it. So mm. same, same is pretty true everywhere, mm. I think. Yeah. And then some guys are, are like, are seeking new brands, mm. um, not necessarily. Some guys do it to get away from whatever it is they had, and then other guys will do it because they want the the experience and I certainly have have been through that um I still enjoy that where you 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 I would have had I don't know 10 scopes and 11 different brands in it because uh, you just want to you want to get experience with everything how does that work no not very well okay. no 
It's a figure of speech. There's <laughs> <laughs> an angle grinder involved, but um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> cover that off. Oh, cool. Again, that's for Patreon supporters. <laughs> Story of a welded scope. I've definitely seen welded scope mounts to the top <laughs> yeah. of an old 303. I, def- I have definitely seen welded scope mounts. I've definitely seen a scope with a parallax adjustment, the adjustment eject- adjust- objective, taken to with a angle grinder because it was fouling on the barrel. Right. Yeah. So he rather than take the barrel or get some new rings or anything along those lines, why not just uh, hit the uh, the underside of the front of the scope and just yeah allow some clearance? It was pretty logical, really. Yeah, yeah. And then, for some reason, the scope was having point of impact shift. And it was definitely the scope's fault. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. Yeah, the scope was faulty. It's, it's just got this great big hole in it. Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> and an extra breathing hole. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> this is covered in warranty, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the next big match-up is the Steel Apocalypse. So, Andy, good luck for that. Hopefully you, you. Uh, you uh, do really well. Uh, all the best. It's a challenging range. Well, if I, you know, it depends on how much info you give me, whether I do well or not. I think so. That's I'll give you none. You're screwed then. I think I'll, I'll give you none, and <laughs> you'll do really well. Is that what you're saying? Because otherwise, if I start telling you all the things about it, you will over prepare and undo yourself. Oh, I see what's happening. Yeah. Yep. How much info did you give you for Mudura? Oh, nothing. <laughs> How'd you do? Not too bad. Pretty darn well. One. <laughs> Tell you division. what. The the second day though, like. Finding out the results the night before, the second day, it just got into me, though. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, the head game. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, we have to talk about that, I think. Uh, <laughs> talk about the, the mental aspects uh, of shooting <laughs> a comp uh, one day, because that's a pretty big part of it. That's why one-day competitions would be great, because that isn't a problem then. <laughs> no, at lunchtime, we're going to release the results. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Um yeah, that's a big one, and then we've uh, we've got our club shoot the the week after that, early July, and and you know, um, if you are looking for a club, if you are looking for details on club shoots and all that sort of gear, the Impact Dynamics website is probably the best to go for that and Dank Memes. Um, they're the two things that are provided on there is the calendar of all the matches and uh, all the uh, the gangsters that you need. Anyway, we've used that one way too much night. That's about it. That's good. Easy guys. Good luck. Enjoy your week, and. Uh, Dutchy, hopefully we'll see you up at the club. I was just going to yell yeet cannon and then you looked at me and it threw me off. We'll do it anyway. Yeet cannon. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics.